The next three episodes are snippets from our most recent live launch event we did called Category of One. This content was really designed to help you discover your unique niche, drive new demand to your offers, and really help you understand how to think about your messaging and your marketing from a more strategic lens. What we know is that most women that come to us are very heart-centered, impact-driven, which is really great, but I really encourage you to start to develop and build the skills underneath business strategy so that you can operate as a true CEO. And I want you to pay attention to how I teach and what I teach over these couple different episodes to help you really see what you need to be thinking about in order to cut through the noise in the industry and really, really creates a massive traction. The truth is what used to work even just a few years ago doesn't work anymore. And you have to be more strategic about how you position yourself in the industry and how your marketing is impacting the types of people that are coming in, coming out, or not even paying attention at all. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Captivate and Close. I'm Kinsey Mackis, business consultant and marketing strategist, and I'm going to show you how to attract and enroll high-paying clients using my breakthrough online marketing strategies, all without having to rely on complicated funnels, disingenuous clickbait, or spammy sales tactics. These are the messaging, marketing, and selling secrets that virtually no one is talking about. So let's dive in. Hello, my friends. Good afternoon. I believe I am live. Um, there we go. Hi. Let me make sure I'm in the right place. I am so excited to be here. There we go. Yay. Oh my gosh. Hi, if you guys can, um, as you guys are hopping on, make sure that my sound is good. All the things. Hey, hey. Oh, that's a beautiful name. Is it Misa? Misa. Let me know if I pronounce that right. I definitely want to get your name right. Um, I am going to get to know you guys so well over the next three days. I'm so excited to serve you. It's going to be a beautiful, a beautiful week. As you guys are hopping on, on live, say, hey, let me know where you are joining us from. I'm in Idaho, if you guys know where that is. Um, awesome. Thank you for that confirmation. Um, you know, it, there's nothing like starting to talk and not um, having anybody be able to hear you. So good times. Um, Idaho is, yeah, Lana. So fun. Caldwell, Idaho. I, I keep forgetting um, that you are local. Angela, so good to see you from Texas. I heard it's hot as balls in Texas. Um, I always, you know, I love Texas so much. I want to move there. I want to either move to Texas or Tennessee. Um, we'll just have a second or third property at those places. Um, but I don't want the heat. So I love Idaho. It's not as hot ish. We'll probably hit hundred degree days a couple of times here and there, but it's definitely not going to be like Texas 
I'm in Dallas and yes, very hot. Hi, Judy. Good to see you. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. You guys, it's going to be a good couple of days. Hey, Sharon. Good to see you. Tina, North Carolina. I have heard such amazing things about the Carolinas. I want to go so bad. It's so interesting. We were just talking about international travel with some of our clients. We just had a client come back from Costa Rica. We had another client just come back from Spain. We have another client that's headed over to Europe right now as we speak. And there's so many places I want to go internationally, but even within our own country, there's so many states that I have yet to visit. Isn't that fascinating? Just interesting. Um, hi, Alicia. Good to see you. Catalina from Florida. Ooh, beautiful. How is it there? Ooh, um, Domi, Domi, tell me, is it Domi? Do, Domi. Tell me how to pronounce it. I definitely don't want to boss your name. It's beautiful either way. And from Costa Rica, it's amazing. Oh my gosh. It's going to be really good. Okay. <laughs> oh, do, like the pizza. I love that. I had to think about that for a minute, but that totally makes sense. Um, Domino's, Domi. Oh, I love it. So good. Thank you for that explanation. Um, nobody can ever pronounce my last name. And so, yeah, I say like nachos. Uh, it's not like not everybody pronounces it machos. And so I'm always like, it's not like the nachos. Um, so funny that we reference food in that way. All right, you guys, I love it. We're going to get really cozy. Um, even though we're like, experiencing each other virtually. It's really, really important to me that I get to know you over the next three days. It's going to be short. We have one hour per day, um, but I can learn a lot from you um, if you're interactive and you engage with me and you're going to learn a lot from me. And so this is really going to be a really beautiful co-creating space where you are going to really love, I'm, I'm calling you guys to your next level. That's really what this is about. The strategy is really around niche and messaging and carving out your own space in the industry so you can really, really hit that next level of revenue and reach. But ultimately, this is me calling you to your next level because this is what this means. And so I just want to make sure, are you guys ready for that? Are you ready for that next level? Are you creating it? Are you, um, have you been feeling like it's coming? What is going on in your world? I want to know as far as where you're at in that season of business. Perhaps you are in a plateau. Perhaps you feel like you are ready to go bigger. Maybe you're just starting out. So give me a sense of where you're at. Um, type one, if you're just starting out and you don't have clients yet. Okay. Type two, if you have clients consistently or you're getting clients, it's just not as consistent. Okay. Two clients, but not as consistent. And three, you're getting clients consistently and you really want to take your business to the next level. Give me a sense of where you're at. Okay. We've got some people just starting out. Hi, Stephanie. Good to see you. Um, did I say, oh, Alaska, Stephanie, that's really cool. Uh, is it warm there right now? I always imagine Alaska to be cold and dark. <laughs> I think it's that way halfway out of the year, maybe. Um, awesome. Tracy, Amanda, two, two, one. Love this. Um, Misa, Sharon. Awesome. So we've got some twos. We've got some ones. This is really great. Angela. Heck yeah. Three. Really good. Hi, Dana. Good to see you. Um, it's raining. Okay. Yeah. I don't like rain. Makes me feel so tired and like, I want to watch a movie. All right, Judy, let's go. Okay, so what I really want to set the stage real fast before I jump right into training is first of all, I will, 
I am not, one of the things that I know about really that next level growth is that you are going to have to do things you've never done before. And you're going to have to think differently than how you're used to think thinking. And so when I, and I am not about playing small and I see the way that I see you, the way that I see my clients is so much bigger than how they see themselves. And I think that's part of my purpose even is like extracting that and really calling you guys to that next level and showing you the way, but also pushing a little bit, not from an aggressive standpoint, but it growth is very, very uncomfortable. And this is not mentioned enough. And so you guys came here to learn a strategy, but you're going to hear things that may feel unfamiliar to you. You're going to hear things that may feel uncomfortable to you or foreign to you, but I am not going to really stoop down to the level that I don't think any of you are at, whether you're beginning or not, I am going to train from my highest zone of genius, right? And I know you guys will meet me there. Are you guys okay with that? Because what got you here won't get you there. And so it's really about finding those new thoughts, finding those new beliefs and finding those new strategies so that you can take your business to the next level. Is that okay? Is that okay with you that I really just train from my zone of genius, which might feel, it might feel a little much for you, but if you commit to staying with me and you commit to asking the questions and you commit to showing up, I promise at the end of this three days, you will be completely transformed. That's my goal for you. And I know that most people, when they come through our free trainings, they express things like this was better than any paid mastermind or course or coaching program or paid event. Okay. And that's what I, I plan to deliver for you guys. Absolutely. If you guys are ready for it, I will call you to the next step by joining me in one of our elite coaching programs. Absolutely. But regardless of whether or not you become a client in this space, in this container right now, I will have expectations of you, right? To really show up and commit, right? Because we know that the people that win, they show up, they always make the most of the opportunities that they have and they take action, right? Take action, comment action below. Oh, I love this, Lana. Please raise me to your higher zone of genius. Hell yeah, you guys. No, none of this no child left behind. You guys were elevating everybody. And we, every time I experience growth or really accelerated success, everybody in my container benefits of that because I take them with me. So really good. So action. So one of the things that we know is knowledge alone does not do jack shit for you right? You can spend all your days consuming. You can spend all your days watching YouTube channels, watching uh, or listening to podcast episodes or reading books, right? But none of that actually does anything for you if you're not taking action. And so this applies in this container as well. Don't just come here and listen and tune in and also multitask. <laughs> come here, be fully present with me and decide each day. And I will prompt you in this. Decide each day what you're going to do as a result of what you learned. That's the only way you're going to create results. What are results? What do results mean to you? would love to know. I do expect you guys to engage with me and you guys are doing such a great job. I love that. I can already feel the energy from you guys. It's going to be so fun. What are results? Comment in the chat below. What are results? What do results mean to you? As you guys are typing this out, I want you to commit to making at least two new connections amongst this group. Okay. If you like look through this thread and really just commit 
to saying, hey, don't go spam people. <laughs> send a friend request and send a note. Hey, I'm in category of one training with Kinsey and I just want to connect with you. Would you be open for a coffee chat? You guys, do you know how powerful that is? Do you know how powerful that is? What I'm going to teach you here is absolutely powerful, but your network is going to determine your net worth. If you're not constantly building relationships and leveraging the containers that you're in, and building those relationships, right? You're doing yourself a huge disservice. You're leaving money on the table. You're leaving happiness on the table. You're leaving fulfillment, okay? So can you commit to creating at least two new connections from this experience with people that are showing up right now and connect with somebody? Can you do that? Give me a fire emoji. Give me a heart emoji. Give me the heart on fire emoji. Even better. If you are up for that, wouldn't that be amazing? Would you guys be up for that? I'm asking you to do all the things at once. Isn't that fun? So for those of you that are willing to do that, to make two new connections from this experience, give me a fire heart emoji. It's one of my favorite emojis right now. <laughs> and we will hold you accountable to that. So good. I love this. And Amanda's already hitting people up. So good. I love it. Okay. So results. What are results? Um, providing value to customers by actionable items, taking daily deliberate action towards my dreams and receiving the value of that in my bank account. Love successful clients. Results are the benefits of my actions. So good. Here's the thing. What I want you to actually shift around this is results are not good or bad. They're actually neutral. And this is where a lot of people fall flat because we're always seeking for a positive result. And if, if things don't line up with that, then we see it as bad. But you have to, when you think about that trajectory of success, it's mostly, it's like 90% failing and 10% succeeding. And so when you are just taking action and you're seeing the results as either, right, they're not necessarily the positive results you were searching for, but you get some sort of feedback loop. Let's say you make an offer and somebody says, no, that's a result. And that's an incredible result because now, right, you're learning, you're fine-tuning those skills. And so I want you to always be thinking about results from that perspective, because most people, they're only looking for positive results. And when we only go for positive results, we're taking less action and we're not actually seeing our action in momentum. And so then we become mentally and emotionally stuck. Nothing's working. Like nobody's in my audience. I'm hearing crickets, right? Well, let's like kind of clear the drama. Okay. So I want you to shift about, I want you guys to shift how you even think about results, right? It's kind of neutral, any sort of feedback loop that you're getting right as a result of your action, whether it's like you putting something out into the world and somebody uh, coming back or you putting a piece of content out there, right. About your offer and nobody sends you a DM, right? Okay. That's great. You actually just put yourself out there, right? You got a neutral result. That's okay. We're just going to keep going. Okay. So good. So today, or over the course of these three days, really our goal is to get you into momentum, period. Yes, the content's going to be great, but I want you guys to kickstart your momentum. Why? Because right now, everybody's frolicking around. Most hobbyists and passion-driven peeps, <laughs> they're like, oh, summer, it's meant for play. I'm going to take time off my business. I'll come back in the fall. No. No, Right. Yes, if you guys were with us in Poolside Profit Plan, we helped you really map out a strategy that allows you to, yes, absolutely have more time for play, but you still have to prioritize your business, right? That still has to be a priority. Are we prioritizing that over the time with our family? No, 
right? We want to have rhythm in our marketing and selling, but you guys, it's really, really important to start seeing your business as a CEO. Do you see corporations and companies, your favorite boutiques, your restaurants, are they shutting down in the summer? Hell no, they're not. And you'd be kind of mad. So every season is a good season to market and sell. And every season is a perfect season to grow, okay? And so I really want you guys to pat yourselves on the back for being here because most people, a lot of people really just put their business to the side on the summer. And so they're constantly having to restart. And I want you guys to take more seriously, okay? Right now is the perfect time to get ahead because not only can you create incredible results through the summer, but by the time fall comes, which is our, the biggest buying season for us, you are gonna be ahead of the curve while everybody else is just starting over. No more starting over, okay? And so when we think about how we're going to make this work for you, it's really about the trajectory of your brand, of your message, and of your reach. How many of you feel inspired by making a lot of money and also helping a lot of people? Does that feel like comment money below, comment impact, money and impact below? Do you feel excited about that? Yes or no? money and impact. Okay. Yeah. Hell yes, geez. So good. Right. And I'll give you a little bit of story on my end a little bit later. I know I jumped right in. Some of you've never even met me. I'll get there. We'll come to know each other pretty well. Very short, but powerful. Again, potent trainings. You'll come to know me well. I'll come to know you well as well. What I want you to think about is how the landscape is changing. And today I really want to unpack how the landscape is changing, not just in the industry, but we have the layer of the economy um, involved as well. And how to leverage right now to amplify your success by starting to carve out your own space in the industry so you can cut through the noise. How many of you guys feel like it's, it's more, it's so crowded? It's overly crowded, overly noisy. It's kind of like when you buy a white car, all you see is white cars, right? When you decide to become a coach or you pick your niche or you need, you start niching down, it's like all of a sudden, it's like you see everybody else doing that same thing. And this can leave a lot of people stuck because they're just constantly thinking things like, well, she already said that she's already doing that. Oh, I don't want to copy her or all the drama. And so I want you to really think about how this is going to, it's really important. This is a strategy, again, that most people are waiting. They think they need to be further along in order to think this way, but this is where we're going to really break that pattern. And I'm going to pull you up because beginners, right? What's happening is there's going to be a bigger gap in the industry. You're going to see experts rising to the top faster, and you're going to see beginners really fizzling out to the bottom faster. And that sounds so awful and sad, but it's just facts. And so you have to really operate from a higher level, right? You're not just a coach. You're not just an impact-driven impact entrepreneur. You're also a business owner. And your responsibility is to drive revenue, not just to help people. Can you really sit into that? Is that something you're willing to accept? Comment, I will accept this. I will accept this below. You cannot see your business through the lens of just helping people and having fun. You also have to see the lens of being a business owner and thinking bigger. Yes, I will accept this. 
Lana says, I do see more coaches in my arena because that is where I spend most of my time. Absolutely. And it might even be time for you to unplug a little bit. Where could you unfollow? Or this can cause a lot of like jabber in our minds when we're following other people in our niche. So something to consider. But when we think about where the, it's really important, you guys, when you think about your marketing, so my specialty obviously is marketing, right? And I got so good at this that then I had to learn additional skills, right? Like how to deliver on scalable offers so I could pull myself out of one-to-one, how to grow to that seven-figure mark, how to build a team, how to be a leader to a team, right? There's all these other skills that came from this. But when you think about the industry and where we're going, right, that is going to impact how you market and how you position yourself, okay? So most people are just like randomly choosing a niche or it's just kind of like what feels good and then really putting no thought into what this looks like for them long-term and also how the market is going to accept that. And so when I'm speaking here, again, I'm speaking from very strategic level because this is what I did in even in my corporate days, really being very, very strategic about how we position products, how we bring products to the market, and then how we scale them, okay? We're talking million, billion-dollar product-based industries, okay? It is not just a whatever feels good today. And if people like me, that's where I'm going to go. Right. And so I'm really pulling you guys up to see and think about your expertise in such a bigger way. So by the end of our three days together, you're going to have a really powerful positioning statement, but through the journey together, we're going to start to unpack that. And it starts with today, really understanding the trends and how to capitalize on those trends. So you can propel your business forward. Is that okay? So it's really important. All of these trainings, they build on top. Okay. So today's going to lay the foundation. Tomorrow, we're going to unpack a little bit more of your unique expertise as it relates to your unique brilliance and your unique approach. And then on day three, we're going to bring it all together and really create that positioning statement. So don't miss a training. Okay. If people fizzle out, it's because they are not fully committing. Okay. So really comment below. I'm fully committed. Even if you can't show up live, make sure you catch the replay later that day. We'll leave it up here short term. Okay, you can stay ahead. No excuses. Okay, I'm fully committed. Fully committed. Say it below with me. Awesome. Okay, so do you have your workbooks? Do you have a workbook? This is where we might have some peeps that need their workbook. Um, you should have received it from the pin post. And Alicia, your success coach, who is... Our client success manager, her job, her primary role is to be an advocate for our clients and make sure that our clients are receiving an exceptional experience. And so as we are in this experience together, you guys are like our clients. And so her role in this event is to make sure you guys are taken care of. And so she has your action guide. So it's really important if you haven't gotten it already, comment action guide below so that she can connect with you and hand that over. Comment action guide below if you still need it and she can connect with you. So part of the first section is really thinking about what shifts or bringing your attention to the shifts that are happening in the industry. And again, this is directly impacted by the economy. Okay. And again, how many of you guys took like economics 101 or whatever in college or <laughs> um, maybe they offered that in high school. I don't, I don't know. How many of you guys hated that class? I did. <laughs> I sure did. Awesome. We got some people that need the workbook. 
Awesome. So um, Alicia can connect with you. She'll send it over and you'll get caught up there. But how many of you guys have taken some sort of economics type, thought it was horrible? Yes, it was so bad. I remember actually almost failing that class. It was awful. (laughs) And so I know when I say economy, it's just, and I don't stay like politics, not my thing. When I think of like, I have a lot of very high caliber friends and they are like really into this shit. And I'm just like, you know, I know what I need to know in order to stay ahead, but here's what I do know. I know how the economy is directly impacting our industry. And that's what you need to know too. So I'm going to keep it really simple for you, which is really great because I'm not going to bore you with annoying verbiage that you don't understand. So write this down, top five online shifts to be aware of. And again, this is directly impacted by the economy, but it's also being impacted by the trends of the online industry. If you think about the coaching business or the coaching industry, which is a billion dollar industry, billion with a B, right? You're going to have, as we sort of become more seasoned in that industry, right? You're obviously going to see trends. What used to work even three to five years ago isn't necessarily working as well today. So you have this layered effect of like the shifts in the online industry because of sort of the seasonality. And then you have the economy coming into that based on, again, how people are making decisions and how that's impacting how they spend their money. Okay. So the top five for one, The first one is personalization, okay? Comment below, personalization. Personalization, write it in the chat. Personalization, this is really important. This is, this means that people are looking for more of that personal experience, okay? They wanna know, they don't want a cookie cutter situation, right? And when, I'm gonna get into this a little bit later, but one of the things that I really speak to is premium clients. Okay, so everything that I'm talking about here is addressing the people that are going to buy. These are the things that we're seeing from them, right? And those are the types of of people we are going to keep in mind, okay? Personalization. So do you have to have a fully flushed out customized solution for them? Not necessarily, but can we provide elements within not just our offers, of personalization, but also our marketing. What does this mean? How do we build relationships with people in our pipelines? How do we make sure that we're really making those connections and making sure that people are feeling seen and heard? Really, really important, okay? An industry where everything was about automation and sequences and like fake live webinars, right? And also sort of like, I'm just go through my course and figure it out on your own. Now we have this, like, I have my unique problems. I want to feel seen. I want you to hear them. I want you to prescribe a unique solution for me. And also I'm a human that I want to connect with another human. How many of you have called like one of those helplines or whatever, or customer support, and you have to freaking listen to the robot voice and speak back to it. And it never understands you. And you're just like, I just fucking want to talk to somebody like, no, right. This is exactly because everything's becoming automated. Right. When you even think about AI now more than ever, people are searching for that personalization. Okay. Number two experience. Okay. Number two is experience, comment experience below. What does this mean? People want an experience. They don't just 
They don't just want the destination, right? They want that experience that allows them to really enjoy that journey towards, right? When you think about going on vacation, right? It's never fun to go on vacation and like bare bones it, right? I'm only going to, I'm going to fly basic. I'm going to pick the cheapest hotel. I'm not going to spend any money on restaurants. I'm going to go grocery shopping and like, no, right. You don't just go to be at the destination. You want that full immersive experience, right? And one of the things that Alicia, our client success manager has been studying a lot is this a, a full sensory experience, not just again, in your program services or products, but your marketing, how do you allow people to really feel that seen and heard and create an experience around the movement you have your community and what you do. Okay. And so when you think about what, how you deliver on your programs and products, how you, your marketing events, things like this, what would it look like to create an experience around it? Really, really important, okay? Number three, you're going to see a very big divide between super low ticket and super high ticket, okay? Comment below, super low ticket and super high ticket. So this is a result of the gap that's occurring in the economy where basically the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poor, unfortunately. Or fortunately, right? And so you really want to get on that trajectory where it's like, how do we become richer? Well, first of all, we have to embody that version of ourselves that is already rich, right? And also really making sure that you are positioning yourself in the market for high caliber claims, really stepping into your highest zone of genius and bringing in those high buying clients, which we're going to talk about. But when you think about that gap, that is also going to determine, right, the types of buyers you get when you price your programs, products, or service, right? You're going to get low, like either like super low or super high and really making sure that if you have both, they work together. But if you only have one, that will be what you attract, so if you are selling something very low all the time, you are going to build an audience around a lower caliber buyer, period. And I don't know, it's, you know, I kind of feel like I walk on eggshells a little bit when we talk about this dichotomy of like the poor and rich, but I don't even think about that from a wealth perspective. I even think about it from a mindset, like how people think, right? There's just people that just believe it is what it is for them. These are my circumstances, and this is just how it's going to be, right? That's a very fixed mindset, and that is not who you are, I don't think. It's not who I am, and those are not the types of people I want to work with. We work with growth-minded individuals that see a bigger vision for themselves and their life and their businesses and are on that trajectory towards really stepping into that wealthiest version of themselves, right? And again, not just financially, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Okay. And so really being keen to these different types of buyers in the market and really being aware of like, okay, if I position to so super low ticket, right, that's what I'm going to build, build an audience around. It's a different type of buyer, it requires different types of cycles and a completely different type of industry. And I think that most of you want to work with your best match clients so that you can all really create a betterment for your lives and everything that you do. Am I right? Yes. No, is this resonating? I'm just a talking head up here. So give me something. Are you? <laughs> yes. Awesome. I got a yes. Are you with me? Good. Okay. And then lastly, 
or sorry, we have two more. Number four is longer buyer season, buying seasons, okay? And this is a result of number five, which is more hesitation. So four, longer buying seasons, okay? Number four, longer buying seasons. Number five, more hesitation and apprehension. So these go together, but not necessarily are directly correlated all the time. So longer buying season, what's happening is, A, obviously people are just spending their money a little bit differently, okay? And so we have to be aware of that. And when we think about that longer buying cycle, so we have data that shows us that we can take a, a super cold lead to a super, uh, to a hot buyer in literally 60 minutes or less, a 21K offer even. Okay, we have the capacity to do that. Now, is that the average norm? No, right? We have data that also shows us on average, right? Our buying cycle is 60 days from just coming to know us to becoming a client. Now, there's outliers out there. We have some that take years. We have some that take a couple of months, right? But this data allows us to really study the shifts. And we are seeing a tiny bit of a shift in what that cycle looks like. And so this is what you have to be aware of is when you put out, let's say you're creating content for 30 days and you don't get a bite, well, guess what, right? That momentum actually just became like, now you just became, you made people aware of you. But if you knew that it took on average for people to buy from you 90 days, and I actually heard a stat that said, you know, I, it used to be like it on average, it takes seven touch points for a lead be, to become a buyer. And I heard a recent stat that said it takes 44 touch points. Now, whether or not either one of those numbers is hundred percent accurate, I think we could all agree that because of the coaching um, noise and we have all this spammy over promising hooks of like, get, you know, make 200 K in two minutes, you know, whatever, and people are just, there's just more hesitation. People have been scammed. They're being, they're, they're buying into things that are completely misaligned with what they were originally promised. And also we have the added layer of the economy, people buying differently. And so when you look at these two things, longer buying cycles, and then the more, the, the hesitation and the apprehension, we have to make sure that our marketing, our selling, our fulfillment really allows for those, like really accounts for those things. Okay. Is this making sense? Yes or no. So these top five, they're a combination for you to think about how you're delivering in your actual programs, products, or services, and also how you're marketing and selling. Yes. Awesome. Okay. And so this is going to help you just even keep in the back of your mind when you're marketing and when you're doing sales calls, if we're getting no's, if we're getting crickets or whatever, you cannot stall out on momentum. You just can't, right? Because the result you put in today, you're likely, or the, the action you create today, you're, you may not see those results until 60 to 90 days later, or even again, later, later, right? based on sort of the overall buying cycle of the industry, depending on your niche. Good. So now that we got that out of our way, one of the things that I want to go deeper on is what it means to serve a premium client. Because here's the thing, you guys, here's the thing, okay? I don't have a lot of time to train on money mindset, but it always comes down. Anytime we talk about these things, there's always a need to really discuss this idea of how you think about money and whether or not it is available to you. How many of you guys think about even like desire to make life-giving money? 
Like, do you think about this? Is it something you desire? Do you even have a goal? Do you have a, a kind of like an impossible revenue goal? If you do share it, I would love to support that. Yeah, let me know. Because this is, first of all, we all have limitations. If you guys haven't already, I would absolutely read The Big Leap. Every time our clients read this, their mind is totally blown. And I've read it three times now and it blows my mind every time. We all have our limitations, our upper limits, okay? And you will not grow beyond those if you are not rising to that occasion and basically busting through that limitation. Because as you grow, you will, you will have new limitations, right? Initially, my limitation was a million, right? That seemed way too out of reach for me and so impossible because I had never done it before, right? But now it's 10 million, right? That feels kind of impossible. I have the trajectory, so it's okay, or it feels okay, but it does feel, wow, like that, like right now, I can't really imagine like a hundred million, but even when I'm talking about this, I would imagine some of you might be like, oh my, a million, like I could never do that. But here's what we need to really start to think about is that when women make money, we make, we do really great things with money and we need to get more money in the hands of more women right? What would you do with 500, do, like Lana, what would you do with 500K a year? Ebony, what would you do with 200K a year? Sharon, what would you do with 150K a year? Minda, yes, yeah, say it every day then. <laughs> Create community centers, love, absolutely. Amanda, what would you do with 200K per year? Offer scholarships, amazing. Whatever I wanted, I love it, Sharon. That's so good. That freedom, right? So good. Retire my parents. Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. Travel and support my charitable endeavors. Absolutely, so good. Travel, all the things, right? Outreach programs, go on vacation with my family, donations. Oh, so good, you guys. So what I want you to think about is there's this, I think there's a natural stigma around money is bad or people with money are greedy or whatever, but you have to change that story for yourself, knowing that you will do your money. You will use your money for good. Here's the other thing you really have to really shift, knowing most of you are really like heart centered, driven. I just want to help more people that can get you into some serious trouble. Why? Because we have this, this default is like, I need to charge just enough that people can afford me. But what happens is if you're staying at that average rate, you will burn out. And then what happens is you can't help more people and then you can't make enough money. So then you can't even amplify that money. You can't amplify your passionate endeavors. I think people think about this the other way around is like my passion in my endeavors of helping people is going to be who I work with, but it's actually the other way around. And you have to, and I don't say have to very often, but as a business owner, you have to prioritize revenue, period. And so what I want to unpack for you before we wrap up today is what it means to really think about serving a higher caliber client, positioning yourself for a buying client and I call these premium clients, for those of you that have with, been with me, you know, right? What a premium client means and how to think about this in a way that makes you feel good. Because this is not about charging 50K for a shit service. This is about charging the value that you have to offer. And most of you don't even understand your own value. And I'm not talking about your worth. Like, no, don't charge your worth. You're worth more than money can buy. That's such a, 
crap, shit, whatever, right? I'm talking about the value you can provide somebody. Most of you are operating at a very, very low percentage of the actual value you can bring your clients, your potential clients. You're not really stepping into that full embodiment of your full expertise. Okay, that's the first thing. And then the next thing is making sure that now, right, once we have this idea, which we're going to unpack tomorrow, what is your unique value? What is your unique approach? And how do we align that to a premium client? Because most of you are unintentionally building an audience and selling to people that cannot afford you. And that is just not, I've been there. Most, some of you may have been there. It is not fun. You will resent your business. You will resent your clients and everything that you want instead will not come to fruition. So it's really accepting that part of business and feeling good about that. Knowing that your free content can help people. Like there's a lot of different ways that you reach people without undercharging and under earning. Comment below. No more under earning. Tina says, I'm a few years away from retirement. I've been fortunate in my corporate career, but Uncle Sam will not pay me what I'm worth. I want to replace and increase my income for my retirement years and leave a legacy for my adult children. That's awesome, Tina. I love that so much. So good, you guys. No more under earning. Okay. So let's talk about, I call this the buyer's matrix. Okay. And so on your workbook, you have a, a little tic tac thingy. Tic-tac, 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 no, is it tic-tac, tic-tac-toe? Uh, it's not even that. I don't even know why I'm calling that. <laughs> okay, so fill this in. This is the buyer's matrix. There's four different types of buyers that I want you to think about, okay? This is going to blow your mind, okay? Up on the top left uh, quadrant, we have high investors. And it's um, low potential, okay? What does this mean? Okay. The investor is somebody that is willing to pay. Okay. They're willing to pay, but here's the thing. Their potential for change is low. And you can't even read my writing. I don't know. Every time I do this, I'm like, why do I even bother to write? Okay. This says high investors, low potential. Okay. The investor is willing to pay, but here's the tricky thing. Their potential for change is low. Now, when I think about a premium client, right, they are willing to change. How many of you guys have worked with a client who paid you, but they don't, they're not showing up for coaching calls. They're not watching the training modules. They're not doing the work. And so they're not even getting that result. And worse, maybe they're even blaming you. <laughs> Have you guys ever worked with a client that way? Yes, absolutely. It's so frustrating. So in this case, this is why when I think of a premium client, it's not just about are they willing to pay, okay? Now in this lower quadrant, on the lower left quadrant, we have low investors, low potential, okay? This is like the worst case scenario. They're not gonna change. They're not, their potential for change is low and their potential for investing is low. They're not gonna invest, they're not gonna change. Most of you unintentionally are marketing to those people, okay? 
how many of you guys have said, or people you, you, again, people hire you. They're like, I want to lose weight. And then they don't exercise or I want to write a book. (laughs) And then they don't write their book or they're not putting in their writing time. Or what is your, and we're, I'm going to get to know your niches a little bit more so that we can really transform them a little bit more, but people say they want to change, but are they actually willing to put in the work to change? Okay. And there is nothing worse. Again, when you think about your, the investment in your time and your energy, putting that into people that aren't willing to do the work. Oh my gosh. I don't know if there's anything more frustrating. Okay. So then we have in this, the lower right, we have low investors, high potential. Okay. Now these are people that potentially have limitation. If they do want to change their potential for change, huge. Okay. Low investors, high potential. I know you can't really see that. Okay. Now what is cool is you can still serve these people. These are the people that you actually help with your free content. Okay. So they're going to get their potential for change is so high that they're just willing to do whatever it's like, okay. Like I have people message me almost every day from my free content, whether it's, they listen to my podcast, they're reading Instagram or in our Facebook group or whatever. They're literally getting results from my free content because they can't afford me yet right? But they become a client later. But even if they never become a client, right? Here's where it's so fun. Cause it's like, we know that we're reaching so many people. You have no idea. You guys have no idea how many people you're actually impacting right now. Cause there's going to be people that will not reach out to you. Okay. But we don't want to necessarily create offers for these people. This is where most of you are creating low ticket offers because you have, yes, the people that do want to change, but they can't quite afford you yet. So you, what you want to do is you want to create an offer that's budget friendly. Okay. And I'm going to talk about that, but this is a danger zone. Okay. When we think about low ticket offers and introducing offers to this level of a potential client, you may be potentially splitting hairs and not operating at your highest zone of genius where we can have massive burnout massive burnout. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Now, this is the sweet spot. This is where we have high investor, high potential. Okay. And this is what we want to, um, this is who we want to market to. Okay. And this is who we want to create offers for. This is how we want to align our niche, right? And this is how we want to align our messaging. Does this make sense? Give me a thumbs up or something. Yeah. So I want you guys to catch yourselves in those patterns because you'll find yourself doing this a lot, especially if you're like on a sales call or somebody tries to negotiate with you. You guys, you're nobody walks into like Gucci and asks for a better deal. (laughs) So we need to, we need to, A, we need to stop letting people think that they can negotiate with us. We need to stop trying to feel like we have to be for everybody's budget. And we really have to step into, right, that the power that you guys are and continue to market message and sell from that place. Again, it's going to feel maybe in contrast to what society teaches us to be nice to everybody and that, you know, no child left behind. That's not how successful businesses are, are born or created or grown. Okay. So let's Talk about what a high investor, high potential client is. These are our premium clients. Comment premium clients below. 
premium clients, okay? And I'm giving you some examples to even like how to get, really understand this concept, okay? Premium clients. How many of you guys would love a flood of premium clients hitting you up in your DMs, um, in your email, in your sales calls? Like that would feel amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, baby. So good, okay? Me, that's so good. So premium clients, let's talk about characteristics. First of all, we talked about a little bit, but how do you measure their willingness to for potential for change, okay? This is how we do it. We market to people that are already trying to solve the problem that you help them solve, okay? So we're not, our marketing is not meant to convince people they have a problem. Our marketing is meant to show how we help them solve the problem they already are aware of. Now, there's a lot of levels of sophistication here and like, there's actually five levels of market sophistication and sort of problem awareness within that. We're not going to get into that. This is the best and most simple way to think about it. Who of your avatar, of the people that you want to work with, right? Who is it that is already an investor in time, in money, in energy, okay? Can you guys, do you feel like the person you're marketing to right now or your identified avatar, it, do you have that? Is that clear to you? Okay. An example of this would be to, you know, somebody who is losing weight or wants to lose weight. Okay. If they're in denial about the fact that what they're eating is shit and they don't want to exercise we're not going to convince them they need to get healthier and lose weight. They're going to say they want to lose weight, but they're not actually trying. They're, they're not willing. And so they, they're not really trying to solve their problem. Right. And so what we want to do is come with more of that. Again, we're going to go deeper into this tomorrow, but when we think about somebody, somebody that's trying to lose weight and we start to think about, okay, what is the cycle of change that they've already started, right? They've probably tried several diets. They've tried very, some different exercise plans. Maybe they've even considered liposuction. Maybe they've even, um, they are, um, uh, they're trying random uh, supplements, vitamins, and they're not seeing the results they want, Okay. And so somebody that is already like on that cycle of, of change, right, is more willing to invest in you and your solution, especially if you can show them why those things aren't working and that you have a unique approach to things, which we're going to cover tomorrow, right? You will have a higher investor and also a higher potential for change, okay? Does that make sense? Now, the other thing that I want you to consider, and this is more of the growth mindset. But when I think of somebody, this is like in measuring more of that potential for change is somebody that is already seeing they're definitely running away from pain, but they're also running toward pleasure. They don't necessarily just want a quick hack. It's like, I just want to lose 50 pounds, right? I just want to lose 10 pounds. What they actually desire is they see that potential in their life when they're thinner, they're keeping up with their kids. They feel good in their body. They feel sexy at 50. Like they have a more, they have a bigger vision for their life than just the losing weight. This is a premium client. And when you can reflect back that you know that vision and you really understand what they want, not just what they're running for. Again, you're going to attract a, a premium client. Yeah. 
aha moment. Oh, I'm so good, Lana. Yeah. So what we want to think about is like, what is that growth cycle they're on? Not just in the problem that they're trying to solve that's related to what you help them do, but also just life in general, uh, the season of life that they're in. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for repeating that. So good. I do say some cool things and sometimes I don't realize. <laughs> now let's talk about, now again, characteristics of a premium client. I want you to write some things here on your own as it relates to your particular person. Okay. I think that when you, when you think of, when you kind of think of your industry, your problem solution, your avatar, you're going to be able to really think, okay, when I think of a premium client, what are they doing? What are they thinking about? What, how do they spend their time? How do they value, they value time over money. That's a big thing, you guys, right? So when you effectively demonstrate the value of your program, it's never really about cost to them, okay? It's about the value. Now let's talk about some examples. When we think about really how we position towards high investor, high potential for change, okay? I'll give you a couple uh, examples here. First of all, Walmart. Okay. Now, no judgment on Walmart. I go there still sometimes too. Okay. But there's no denying that Walmart, their strategy is budget friendly. They're all like, they, I think one of their taglines is like slashing prices or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, something like that. They have that like smiley face or whatever. Okay. When people go to Walmart, they go to get the best deal. And that is how Walmart positions themselves in the market. So you get mostly low, like uh, budget-friendly uh, people and uh, people looking for costs. They're looking for the best deal. Guys, you will lose in the industry if you are trying to compete on price, okay? You do not want to be the Walmart of your coaching, okay? But Whole Foods, Whole Foods, what do they, how do they market? Who do they target? Whole Foods. Yeah, healthy people. So think about problem solution. People go to Walmart, they just want to feed their family. They, they just want to feed themselves. They want to feed their family at the lowest cost. Whole Foods? Yes, people that are looking for food to feed themselves and feed their family, but that's high quality. So their marketing reflects that, their experience reflects that, and their delivery uh, reflects that is what well, is whole foods. Like we're for everybody, right? Come grocery shopping here. No, right. They've built a very effective brand on the quality of food that they have very different than Walmart. When you think about problem solution and for who very different positioning, does that make sense? Another example of this is super fun is Elon Musk. Okay. I don't know if you guys remember when he came out with his first Tesla, I think it was in 2000. I don't know. But when he came out with his first Tesla, I think it was priced at over 200K. I can't remember. But when you look up the um, the stats on that first Tesla, it specifically says Tesla's first vehicle was positioned as a luxury car in a specialized market for a limited number of rich people who cared about the environment. So it's not just for people that are just need a car to get somewhere. It's also not just for people that can afford luxury. It's for people that can afford luxury, that want the luxury, that also care about the environment. Do you see how this is working? Different problem solution positioning 
for different types of buyers. Um, let's see, same with Tesla. I've discovered there are companies I don't even know about because they don't advertise, but they are premium and premium people love them and love that they're so niche. Yeah. Now, of course, now Tesla, now they have expanded. So you can buy a Tesla, very affordable, and you're seeing it kind of, you know, um, penetrate its way into the industry, but he, they only were able to do that because they started with a very niche product, right. And created a lot of success around that. And this is what, how I want you guys to think about your businesses. I think it's natural to be like, but I can help everybody, but then you're the Walmart you're, you're competing off a of price. And especially in today's industry, right. Where you, if you target those lower ticket clients, that income is still discretionary. And so they're still going to look at that price point as like, I don't have to have this. When the problem sophistication is low and it's for those low ticket buyers, then we become discretionary. And that's how we kind of lose our steam in the, in sort of, I guess you could call it a recession, right? And did you guys know that the, the biggest and best companies are, are born out of recessions? And so when you think about it in this way and you start to really see your opportunity, this is how we do it, okay? So yeah, if it's for everybody, it's not for anyone actually. And so I want you guys to be okay with the fact that you are niching down, you're targeting to a higher level audience, and it's okay that you can't help everybody through your paid experiences, okay? You can help them through your paid or your your free content, but your responsibility is to drive revenue and help people under the umbrella of driving revenue so you can fulfill your needs and desires and also fulfill the needs of desire desires of more people through that vehicle of revenue. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Okay. Now, those are sort of big corporation. Um, so the last few minutes, I'll wrap up. I want to honor your time. We'll wrap up here in a minute. If you guys want to drop sort of your, some of you may already know, if you guys already have a niche and you want me to do a little bit of coaching around like premium, like, is this a premium client or not? Um, we can talk about that. Some of you may not know yet. And either way, tomorrow, we're going to unpack this a little bit more. So I'm going to help you really discover your highest zone of genius. So you can absolutely justify those higher prices. Okay. And also make sure that you're solving a more sophisticated problem for that premium client. Because you guys are all, this is all available to you. And if you don't feel like it is, there's a limitation there. And you, I would really encourage you to unpack that. You guys, I came from nothing. I was born in, I was raised in isolation. I, I, I had very little support. We, I, I didn't have a home base. My father abandoned me. I, I, I really left. I spent most of my younger adulthood alone. I took care of myself. And later I thought I was on the trajectory that I'm never going to be, you know, like the, the people that raised me or whatever. And I ended up dropping out of college. And I remember thinking, oh my God, like, this is just how it is. This is how it is. I'm just going to fall into the pattern of, you know, the people um, that are around me. And this is just my circumstance because I didn't have, I didn't come into acts. Like I had no access to money. I had no access to the trust funds, right? I had no access to a business that was passed out, like none of that, right? And then I drop out of college and get pregnant out of wedlock, Okay. Good news is we're married now. My husband and I, at the time, we had actually dated in high school. We reconnected in summer after we parted for college. I dropped out of college because I had to come home and take care of a family member. And we reconnected that summer. 
obviously hit it off really fast, got pregnant, and then he went off to the military. So here I am, literally, uh, I'm uh, pregnant out of wedlock. I'm a cocktail waitress serving alcohol to drunk old men. And I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like I am just on this statistical cycle of like going nowhere, but I made a mental commitment. I'm like, this is not going to be my life. I'm not going to let my circumstances determine the success of my future. And so I got my shit together. We created this beautiful life. We, I climbed the corporate ladder. I surpassed six figures before I was 30. And of course I hit another wall, right? I was like, oh my gosh, I'm working in a job I hate, right? Not really living into my fullest potential. And I changed that circumstance too. So what I want you guys to really understand is that your circumstances do not determine your future in this success that you have the ability to call in. And this is going to require you to think differently about yourself, think differently about your offers, how you serve people, your expertise. None of you are beginners. Even if you are just getting started as a coach or consultant, you still have years and years of experience. And most of you are marketing and selling like a beginner, okay? Um, all right, so um, Dami says, holistic nurse, uh, holistic nurse coach talking to avatar of female healthcare workers who need help remember to need, who need help to remember how to take care of themselves. Okay. So after female healthcare workers. So Dami, for one, I would definitely really think about what type of healthcare worker, um, different, right? You have a CNI, CNA who makes $15 an hour. You have a nurse who makes a little bit more than that. And then you have even higher level leadership roles or doctors or physicians or NPs that make even a little bit more than that. You guys, what I want you to know is that uh, Dan Kennedy actually wrote a book about this. It's marketing to the affluent. You really have to understand like how to bring your highest level of value to a market that has money. And so Dami, for you, I want you to think about what is that, and tomorrow we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but what is the highest level problem you could solve? It's not necessarily taking better care of themselves. And I'm going to help you shift that. I think there's more there. We can just uncover some of that. But even within female healthcare workers, I would define that more so solidly. I would solidify that to be a higher caliber type of healthcare worker. Lana says, I'm rethinking my niche. I know who I serve and the results that are achieved. Marketing is the struggle. Um, Lana, maybe, did you comment up here? I don't know if you, you could drop down. I'm trying to think here. Um, I know who I serve and the results that are achieved. Oh, marketing is a struggle. Okay, I see what you said. Sorry, I read that wrong. Yeah, so Lana, you can definitely drop your current niche. We can talk about that. Ebony says, shy, introvert woman looking to level up their career, but struggling speaking, leading teams and networking. Okay, Ebony, for you, what is it? Is it speaking? Is it leading a team? Is it networking? So think about those are three completely different things. Where is, what do you love the most? What have you succeeded in? Ebony, like what, where have you had the most success? Let's start there. Um, and what do you love the most? Judy, executive women in leadership. Amazing. So Judy, for you, what is the problem you're solving for them? Um, Tracy, still trying to narrow down my niche. Okay, so we'll talk about that tomorrow. You'll get a little bit more clarity. Um, but I, one of the things, you guys, if you're just getting started, it should be really simple to think about your niche. Because the only, when you think about your level of expertise 
and sort of what led you down the road of even exploring the potential of being a coach. Either you had a transformation for yourself or you created transformation or result for other people underneath a different umbrella, maybe in a company, a corporation, um, maybe as a service. Still solving a less than sophisticated problem, doing this from a fresh perspective, but now speaking to women who are already changing the world with their message instead of women who want to find their purpose. And for you, Angela, even for women that want to find their purpose, you can still call out that elevated woman through the vision she has for her life versus what she's running from. And so don't feel like you have, like when you think about that purpose and also the solution, right? You help them find their purpose through, right? The other vehicles of writing a book, speaking on stage, building a business, um, a more cal like when you even come from that, that that's a direct ROI from a revenue perspective. So it's easy to sell, right? The value is there, but when we have the, but yes, women who want to find their purpose, you know, it's very broad and vague. And yes, there's a lot of people that say they want to find their purpose, but to actually invest in something bigger, it has to be more specific. We have to call them out in a much elevated, much more elevated way and really pair that with your unique solution that then demonstrates this is the best way. When starting as a coach, you think it's better to start one-on-one? Absolutely, Domi. Absolutely. This is one of our core philosophies. Do not try to do group coaching when you're starting out. There's too many nuances. Um, as you're developing your voice and your coaching style and your avatar, you put yourself in a box if you're trying to do group first. So that's one of our core philosophies. If you do have a group, um, we can help you really double down on filling that group consistently through a marketing machine that um, allows you to attract and enroll clients in volume. But either way, you have to really learn the skills of marketing and selling, right? And coaching. And if you haven't learned that and you're trying to do a group program, it's just too much. Um, Lana says, I help middle-aged women wanting to make life changes, tap into their potential and shift patterns. So Lana, yeah, I would definitely get more tuned into that. What types of patterns? Um, what about midlife women? What are the, what is there when you think about that caliber of a woman, what is she looking for in that season of life as it relates to how you can actually help her? Stephanie says, I help millennial women who have had a breakup or divorce that almost destroyed them to have a super strong comeback. So they live a life they love. Yeah. So Stephanie, I would definitely uh, just pick breakup or divorce. Uh, that Think about it. A breakup is going to be more for the younger generation, a divorce. And again, I know everybody has, like, this is where you get into obvious, like, exceptions. Pick pick one. Think about your woman. And is she, get, is she going through a divorce? Is she going through a breakup? Again, very different messaging. It may not feel different because you know you can help both of them. But when you have marketing to a divorced woman who had millennial, you did say millennial, I'm sorry, but either way, right? When you help a divorced woman who has kids and the heartbreak of dividing that family, very different than breaking up with a serious boyfriend. So I would pick one based on your particular expertise, what you know to be true. Obviously, if you've never gone through a divorce, I don't I don't know if you necessarily... Yeah. So it's also more in line with like your particular experiences, which we're going to talk about tomorrow. Um, Ebony says, becoming more vocal to express what I desire to accomplish my career goal as someone who was too shy to speak up. So it sounds like you've had success elevating yourself in your career by asking for what you want and like really calling in those next levels, I'm assuming. So that's what we want to speak to. Um, when you think about that, when you say like struggle speaking, leading teams, networking, like 
and shy introverted women, I, I wouldn't call that out. I would, it's like really call those powerful women. Yet most powerful women still have, right? Yes, they struggle to ask for what they want, but I want you to really call in those women that are ready to take their career to the next level, their next promotion, their next leadership position. Um, and you have a unique approach to that. So I don't think you need to say, per se, those shy introvert. Um, we call that out through the just the ecosystem of showing them that they, that giving them permission to, to go for what they want, to ask for what they want. And you have an approach that helps them go to that next level. Does that make sense? Okay, so Lana says, most of my clients struggle with ADHD. Is it ADHD or ADHA? I don't know what ADHA is and how to function in relationships or career. So tell me what ADHDA is. Um, Judy, for my corporate clients, attract and retain top female talent and be an employer of choice. Ooh, I love that, Judy. That's really good. Um, do Is that working for you? Do you feel like? Ebony, I'm so glad that helps. There's so much potential there. And when you think about even today, I want you guys to really think about where people are sitting at in today's economy. They want to make more money. They're a little bit, some of them are afraid, but for your growth by needed individuals, they see opportunity. So think about in Ebony's case, right? I want you to think about that woman. She's like, okay, inflation's high. I have to spend like a gazillion dollars on groceries to feed my family. I'm ready to make more money, right? I know I'm ready for that next level in my career. I know I'm ready to get promoted. I'm just not really sure how to do it, right? So really calling her out, Ebony, would be really, really incredible. So um, Lana, ADHD. So that's who we want to call out. I hope, and we, you can decide, you can call out the relationships piece or the career piece. Think about where's their biggest pain point. And you can weave in your messaging marketing can obviously be more holistic to the relationships and career and all the things. ADHD is such an underserved market. And I think there's a lot of potential there. So I would definitely absolutely lean into that. I'm assuming you have that, like that is your expertise. This is so good. Is this, are you, is this helping you guys see, oh, Stacey says, I'm a registered dietitian. I specialize in intuitive eating for teenagers and young adults to help them be themselves, be happy and confident. Okay. Stacey, is that, are you getting consistent clients? Um, I would love to know. I question just because you're marketing to teenagers. And so I would imagine you're having to actually market to parents. Tell me more about that. Good. I'm glad it's so helpful. I'm going back here to make sure I'm getting everybody supporting women and making progress toward a done, oh, dissertate, dissertation of valuing life commitments and honoring what brings joy. Okay, Dana. So is it Dana or Dana? Let me know. Dana, I would love to figure out what we want to make sure dissertation is, is in, um, it's some sort of thing you have to do right at the end of grad school or something like that. Can you but either way, when you think about people in that scenario, they're likely paying a lot of money towards school. They're in debt. They're less likely to invest, I would imagine. So how can we flip this on its head a little bit? So we have to do what we would have to do is actually show a direct ROI there and also have a really hard uh, result as far as um, like it's not because they're not going to, they don't, they don't want, even though, yeah, they want 
like joy in their life, they're focused on getting that dissertation done. So you need, it, it needs to be a hard result of like getting it done in let like 90 days or less. I, I don't know much about that. I did go to grad school. I ended up going back and getting my master's degree, you guys, and paid a shit ton of money for a program that was crap. Our educational system is so broke. I'm sorry. Okay, Dana. So, okay, perfect. I'm glad I said it. So I would really think about that. Unless it's absolutely working for you, I would, um, let's think about what, like, how can we flip that? Either we have a bigger, we have to kind of like solidify that result. So it just is a no brainer. Um, or we're just going to be marketing to people that are already in debt. Okay. So Stacy says not really, but I just started in March targeting the moms. Okay. So it sounds like, yeah. So we'll have to really think about what are the mom's pain points. Um, you're targeting to basically a third party of the results. So that's a little tricky, um, but it's definitely doable. It could be that um, you're more targeting moms and helping equipping them to help their teenagers. That might be better. I have a client who works with teenagers. She's a parent coach. She works with parents to help them repair their relationship with their teens. So the work she's doing obviously is then transcended down to the teens. So definitely something. Okay. My niche struggle is whether to call out Christian women when I know other women are open to, to what the Bible says about our health. So Sharon, you don't have to call out Christian women if you don't want. That's going to be reflected in your messaging. And people will naturally be drawn to that or not. And even if women are not, like, there will be women that also are very attracted to your message that may not label themselves a Christian. So I think, the don't forget, you guys, your messaging, your marketing will also help do, like, call out those women. And But if we get too weird with our positioning statement and things like that, we're going to start, like, people are going to be confused or we may repel the wrong people, but either way, Sharon, it, I don't think it, it matters as much, but it does. If you want it to be for that elevated Christian woman, definitely weave in elements throughout your, how you talk about your offer, how you talk about what you do, right? It's going to be weaved in and out of your content. And I know that a lot of people will say there's a lot of, you know, like poverty minded, you know, within the church, obviously we're going to run into that a little bit. You're going to have people of like two extremes where we have like, yes, like God would like, God wants us to be wealthy and steward our treasures, our talents, our time. Right. And then you have sort of the other side of that, where it's like, I am not meant like, you know, I, I'm not meant to have this. I need to live minimally. Like there's different. So we'll want to really pay attention to that and call out that more elevated woman. How would you sum up queer messaging? Um, that's a loaded question, but we're going to talk more about clear and consistent messaging tomorrow and day three, but this today should at least allow you to start thinking differently about yourselves and how you want to show up in the market to make your biggest move, your biggest, like really create that incredible traction. You may already start to see where you may have been spending too much time on things that are not going to uh, provide any sort of yield. And that's what I want. I want you to guys to get out of this mindset of I can help everybody. I want to be affordable to everybody. That just keeps you suffering. I promise I've been there and we have so many clients come to us and they have all the clients they're making money, but it's at the sacrifice of their own needs and desires. Okay. And I don't want you to get to that point. 
Tina says, I still in the process of finding my avatar. I've been working in corporate world for many years as a technical writer, corporate trainer, training clients, both online and in person. I really want to help um, women that may not be tech savvy, understand how to use technology differently, um, such as different software applications to grow their businesses. I, that may be something I, I also think it might be fun to do more consulting for corporations and companies first, um, to go out on your own. Now, here's the thing again, tomorrow we're going to talk about where's your highest level of value. What is the biggest problem we can solve for people? And how do we start to package that and position that? Okay. So you, we don't want to shrink ourselves down the ladder of expertise. Okay. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. Are you guys excited? I'm going to wrap up. I want to honor your time. You guys, how was day one? It's already 120 my time. I, if you guys wouldn't mind, could you share? I'm going to wrap up. I want you guys to share your biggest takeaway or your biggest aha today. That would be amazing. I know that there was probably several for you. If you guys could take just a couple of seconds, type in what was your biggest takeaway? Um, what was your biggest aha moment in this really short but potent training? Um, I would love it helps me really see like how is this hitting? Is it resonating? Are you absorbing it in the way that you intended to? Going to need to think differently. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. What got you here won't get you there. The buyer's matrix. Love it, Domi. That's so good. What other takeaways did you guys have? I would love for you to share. Anytime you guys are training, coaching, consulting, always ask for biggest takeaways. This helps you. A, you're helping anchor in those key concepts to them again. And also you're getting that feedback loop back right? If we're just a talking head all the time, we're not pausing for that engagement. We're not asking people, are you with like, this is just kind of next level training, which I told you I would bring you up to my level, but, um, it helps really see how people are picking up the information. I'm not Walmart. I love that. Amanda. No, no, none of you are Walmart market to people who are already char charging or changing love. The buyer's matrix food example, love so good. The matrix was a big one for me. Good. You guys. Yes. Love. Don't be Wolver. I love it. You guys. I loved it. Okay. So tomorrow we're going to talk about what is your unique value? What is the approach? How do you articulate that value? Day three, we're going to package it all together. Okay. Most of you are thinking about your expertise very linearly, linearly, is that a word? In a very linear fashion. And I'm going to blow that up for you because you have no idea how brilliant you really are. And I want to unpack that because when you see your own brilliance, what happens is you show up in such a different way. This is what everybody um, comes into. They We get tons of messages, emails. Like, I just want to be magnetic like Kinsey. Guys, you want to be magnetic like you. And how are you, how do you become magnetic, right? By operating at your highest zone of genius while you're literally just dropping in to the most natural, genuine version of you. And so this is, you don't need to be me. You don't need to be your neighbor. You don't need to be anybody else but you, but you do have to take the time to unpack the level of brilliance that you have so you can see yourself differently, so you can show up differently and really bring in those flood of premium clients. So we're going to do that tomorrow. It's going to be so fun. Are you guys going to be here? You're going to be here tomorrow. Same time, same day. I love it. You guys are amazing. Um, if you guys could just pop, I don't know, pop a note. If you guys do something, take action. I usually actually give an action step each day, but I didn't this time because I would love for you guys to decide what would it look like to take one action step today? What is that? I don't need to tell you. There's tons of action steps you could take from this. What's one action you could take today to move the needle forward based on what you learned, okay? If you guys um, decide what that is, share it in the group for others. We would love that. 
All right, girls, I love you and I'll see you tomorrow. I'm so excited to see what comes in the next 24 hours for you all. It's going to be so beautiful. All right, girls. Bye. Hey, you. Thank you so much for listening. It's an honor to be able to pour into the hearts and minds of like-minded entrepreneurs all over the world. But my most favorite part is being able to connect with you in real life. If you loved what you heard here, head over to the community where thousands of female CEOs just like you are changing the world one human at a time. We go deeper into the topics we discuss here and give away tangible roadmaps to help you crush your revenue goals. To join this high caliber free community, head over to kinseymackis.com forward slash community. See you there.